everybody, and welcome to Mom Cooks Fast and Slow. I'm Alex Sullivan, and I'm delighted to have you at my kitchen table. Today, I have Michelle Jackson, who is a virtuoso travel agent. Vacations seem to be getting more and more difficult to plan, not to mention the prices keep going higher and higher. Michelle and I discuss new travel trends, how to keep costs down, and the best way to plan a trip for families across age spans. If you'd like to get in touch with Michelle, I've attached her Instagram handle in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Mom Cooks Fast and Slow. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, We have been friends for a while. You used to live in New Canaan, and now you're living down in Florida. Um, but you have gotten into the travel agency business, I guess, towards the end of your time in New Canaan. And then I feel like it really took off once you moved down south. Um, but I thought given the environment that we're in, you know, post-COVID where people are really trying to get out there and travel more, um, it would be interesting to hear your perspective about how travel has changed. Um, some tips for people that want to start planning family vacations, and really just just talk about the landscape of travel in 2023. Um, So first, I thought you could kind of talk about your path to becoming a travel agent and then what you do now for um, your living. Yeah. So um, about five years ago, I joined with a um, pretty large agency based in New York, called Smart Flyer Travel. I came on as an independent contractor. Um, Smart Flyer is part of a larger network called Virtuoso. And, um, you know, I just hit the ground running from there. I had a background in hospitality, having previously worked at a hotel. So I had a knowledge of how the industry worked and thought that it would be um, a great career path for myself as I was looking to, you know, do something using my non-mom brain that had kind of become dormant after having two kids. Um, And it's been great. I've been able to maintain a flexible schedule. So, um, you know, in the afternoons, I'm here for my kids, able to drive them. Um, And I think for our family, it worked really well. So how long have you been with your travel agency now? In June, it'll be five years. Five years. Okay. So you've seen pre and and post COVID. Um, What are, I mean, I remember pre COVID, you and I had tried to book a Italy trip for my whole family. Um, And it was devastating to lose out on that. Um, But, you know, that was a big family trip that we were planning that I feel like was kind of in the vein of um, family reunions, uh, which people only did every so often. I feel like now after the pandemic, that's really picked up. People are looking to reconnect with their families, reconnect with friends they haven't seen in a long time. Um, So I was wondering if you could speak to a bit of the trends you're seeing in travel now in terms of what families are looking for, and then also how kind of the Airbnb, villa, luxury um, sites have come into play because I feel like those have also gained traction in this, you know, post-COVID era as well. Yeah. So I think um, post-COVID, and I've, you know, been fortunate enough to maintain my business 
throughout COVID, which um, travel and tourism took a huge hit in 2020 and then has come back stronger than ever um, in these following years. Um, one of the biggest trends is that people are planning between six and 18 months in advance for some of these um, more bucket list trips, such as, you know, group travel to Italy, you really need to take the time, plan in advance, um, and, you know, get your ducks in a row um, as far as who wants to be included on the trip, the budget for the trip, what areas um, you want to visit, and so forth. Um, I think hotels are selling out, so last-minute trips are really difficult, um, you know, aside from weekend getaways, but to further destinations outside of the U.S., it, you really need to um, invest in the time to, to iron those out with a longer lead time. Um, I also think that long gone are the days of stumbling upon an amazing Caribbean barbecue on the side of the road or a restaurant that um, grandma's in the back cooking in um, the Amalfi Coast. People are inundated with information these days. And um, all of those smaller details are really at the forefront of trip planning. So talking tours, we're talking dining reservations, we're talking transfers. I'm working with a honeymoon couple right now who came to me just last week and said, oh, um, we've heard that Bruno from Grand Hotel Tremezzo is the best driver to get. So if that is going to help elevate their experience, then we will make sure that Bruno is at the train station to pick them up and transfer them. Um, but again, you know, people are seeing so much um, out there and, um, you know, you want to make sure that their experiences are, you know, as magical and memorable as what they're seeing. Um, I think in regards to the popularity of villa rentals and Airbnbs, um, I think Whenever you have a large or family reunion, we actually refer to them as multi-gen in the hospitality industry. Um, you know, you see kind of two types of travelers. You have those travelers where they want everybody to stay under the same roof. And so a villa is a great option for them. And then you also have the travelers or the families that want everyone to have separate accommodations, but they still want to be together um, and have that time. So I think really identifying what um, you're looking for and what your vacation vision is, is, um, you know, the starting point for any, any trip. Um, also, I think I'm seeing an influx of requests based on popular culture. Um, the A lot comes in on uh, television shows, um, Yellowstone. A lot of people are wanting to do those trips out west. Um, actually, one that I'm super excited about for this summer was a New York-based family of four is going to go on a White Lotus-inspired um 10-day itinerary to Rome and Sicily. 
So that's exciting. I think last year um, was the year of the Kardashians with Poisitano and, um, you know, people wanting to go where um, the, the sites of Courtney and Travis's wedding this year. It's all about Sophia Ritchie in the south of France. Um, people want to go where they're seeing. Um, and I think that's always um, the case. But, um, you know, there are definitely some destinations that are more popular. So this is so typical of me, but when I hear lists of places like that, I'm like, that is the complete opposite of what I want to do. Like, I do want to go to the places where grandma's cooking in the back kitchen and stuff like that. So do those places still exist in, if someone comes to you and says, I want to go somewhere where it is off the beaten path. I I don't want to be where every influencer is. Like, is there a pathway for that? Or is that still like the actual hidden gems? Or do you guys have an idea of, of places like that, that if I came to you and said, Michelle, put me somewhere that has nothing to do with gen pop. <laughs> like, you know, is that, does that exist still? Yeah, or is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, um, you know, le- well, lesser known cities, um, just in Italy, as an example, um, you know, the Puglia region is, um, again, gaining popularity. All of Italy has really had a boom in the last two years, even since we started planning your, your trip. Um, but, you know, there are m- amazing other destinations, um, you know, Spain and Portugal uh, being one that I would recommend for someone looking to kind of separate from, from the crowds. Um, and also, you know, maybe looking to go, um, up to Scotland. I've had a influx of requests for, um, England working on several group golf trips. Um, so, you know, it's not all about just those popular destinations, but thinking outside of the box as well. And, um, you know, as a agent, I'm always trying to stay as educated as possible with trainings and um, keeping my finger on the pulse really um, to make sure, again, that we're crafting that vacation vision that, that you have. So when you're ready to plan again, we will definitely um, make sure we find something that's uh, going yes. to be- <laughs> I have to get back there. I mean, I, you know, I'm Italian. I got to go back to Italy <laughs> as much as possible. Um, okay. So when you are planning trips or when we are, are planning trips as, as families, what is kind of the top things you would recommend to families for young kids? And then we can also do teens. Like if someone says, you know, I want to make this as least painful a trip as I can with younger mm-hmm. kids. Like what are, what are your suggestions of where you stay? Is it hotel versus villa or um, is it, you know, a city versus somewhere more sprawling? Like what are, what are those kind of tips that you would give for families with young kids and then families also with teens? Yeah. So um, having been in this industry now for five years, it's been um, exciting to watch my clients evolve and their trips evolve. So I think really, Um, when you are traveling with small children, a lot of questions that I get asked are about children's programming, kids camp, um, babysitting services. So I think, um, you know, if that is something that's important to you, you should definitely, um, 
know what the age limits are um, for children's programming. And then, you know, if you're going to utilize babysitting services, um, if the hotel works with exclusive set of sitters or, um, you know, a service, um, and then just kind of doing the research on that. Um, I do think for traveling with small children, just to maximize on parental relaxation, you definitely want to be somewhere that has a plethora of activities that appeal to your children. Are your, you know, three and five-year-old going to want to go to museums? Are they going to want to do city exploration for six, seven hours? Probably not. So if you are traveling to a city, you know, and we have resources or partner with uh, tour companies that are well vetted in um, traveling with children, and they have um, set tours that appeal to children. Like, for example, just speaking of my Sicily trip, um, you know, the couple did want to do some city exploration, and we've set up a scavenger hunt type excursion so that the kids are engaged. It's only, um, you know, three hours long. So kind of be mindful of, of the timing. Um, and, you know, don't overbook anything, just, you know, one activity a day and leave plenty of time for downtime, leisure, self-exploration. That's great. I love that. Um, And then with the older set? So with the older set, um, I think I'm seeing definitely, again, a plethora of activities. Now you can kind of extend the timing of the activities. You can do something, you know, maybe for a four or five, six hour time period. Um, And, you know, you want to make sure that you're appealing to your children's um, interests. So, Great trips with teens are those to Costa Rica where, you know, there are zip lining and ATV and rainforest exploration and surfing and lots of activities that older kids can participate in. Um, Also, hugely popular national park trips, um, Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, Antelope. Um, these are all great destinations where you, you can do rappelling, you can do ATV tours, you can do things, again, that appeal to older children, teens. And what about, like, budget is so important, and I've noticed lately how expensive everything has gotten. I mean, it is truly Mm -hmm. out of control how expensive hotels have gotten. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, villas, I feel like have been a little bit better, but even those have gotten really outrageous. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was speaking to a friend of mine a couple of months ago and she was like, I'm just trying to go to Charleston and it's $6,000 to stay in a hotel. Like, she's like, this is crazy. Um, So is there a way, like, is it the earlier you book, the better the pricing? Are there um, deals that you get through Virtuoso that help? Is there, um, any kind of tricks of the trade that you can give us to keep those costs down? Because it's, I mean, it's really, you know, wild. Yeah, absolutely. Vacations are an investment, um, you know, especially even weekend getaways. Um, 
longer you book out, the better pricing you will get, especially in popular destinations or, or cities. Um, you know, Charleston is pretty much a yearly destination, so the pricing is going to be strong throughout. It's not, um, you know, if you go in January, you probably will see better pricing than, you know, October, November, fall, or even over the summer. Um, I think one of the ways that you can really save money is by partnering with a agent and having an agent book your trips because we get added perks. So um, my agency, SmartFlyer, part of the Virtuoso Network, almost every hotel that we would book for you comes with breakfast, comes with a resort credit, comes with these added amenities that at the end of the day, save you money. I've had so many clients come back and say, oh my God, being able to have breakfast at the hotel was such a luxury and not having to worry about the price of it or it being added onto the bill. You know, we were able to sit down and really enjoy our breakfast or, you know, if it was delivered to their room, um, like Four Seasons Orlando does a really nice service where their breakfast is delivered to the room so you can have it before you go to the parks. So what is kind of your next trip that you th- you're thinking of? I mean, you get to see so many different hotels and so many different destinations. Um, what is your, you know, next stop in what you have found to be like a great trip that you think, you know, you want to plan? So really exciting for my own family. We've kind of took a little break from traveling this um, winter and we're gearing up to go to Italy this summer <laughs> and Greece. Um, so I've been hyper-focused um, with my ta- my family knows they get all the crumbs. They sit in the back of the plane, and I always am <laughs> um, planning for other people's trips. But this one, I'm you know really making sure that we um, go and experience all of the the great. Um, things to do in each location that we're visiting. Um, So I'm excited to take my kids um, to Europe for the first time. Um, And then I am um, planning a trip to St. Bart's in November, which is a new location that I've never been to in the Caribbean. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'll be headed to London in January for my company's annual um, conference. So, you know, I always like to have a couple things to look forward to. I think, um, most, uh, people enjoy, you know, having that something to look forward to. Um, you know, a side note on, um, you know, the cost of trips and, um, I think if you really, you know, want to go somewhere, planning again in advance is so important. And um, knowing that it's an investment, you know, maybe you're not going on, you know, two or three trips, you're only going on one um, smaller, you know, one larger trip as opposed to kind of every weekend um, to offset the costs. And we've talked a lot about, I mean, Europe and the U.S. and, and a bit about the Caribbean, but mm-hmm. um, 
where are popular destinations in South America, in like the India, you know, um, Saudi Arabia area, the Asia area? I mean, what are some of the trips that people are doing there? It's more of an investment of time, I feel like, those places, Mm -hmm. just because it takes a while to get there from where we are. Um, But what what are the popular trips in those, you know, parts of the world? So, yeah, so Asia, you know, was kind of the last to reopen for tourism. Um, I think there is definitely um, some pent-up demand, and we're seeing lots of requests for Thailand again. Um, We're seeing lots of requests for Japan um, and families wanting to go uh, again. Australia, another really popular destination that was kind of, yeah. yeah, they had like some of the worst uh, rules. Um, I'm right now working on a guy's trip to New Zealand. So um, yeah, we're, you know, globally, we're seeing it all demand and um, Asia specifically, it's Thailand, it's, um, you know, Bangkok, it's Phuket, it's those... Um, guess destinations that were popular pre-COVID are now, you know, back more so than ever. Um, There's some great new properties that are opening. So people are excited to either revisit or visit for the first time. So if people want to get in touch with you um, to book a trip, where is the best place for people to find you? So I like to think on Instagram, you can follow me um, and Facebook. all my details are there. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, okay. So to finish this conversation, I'm going to ask you what I ask everyone. What is your favorite family tradition and why? So I think being the Italian American that I am, my favorite traditions always revolve around food. Um, so (laughs) it would definitely be our holiday, uh, Christmas feast of the seven fishes and, um, most recently, we've you know taken that time to gather around and and everybody you know one by one opens their presents and it really slows down the um, excitement. Um, you know, also in that same vein of food, I um, recently my daughter just turned nine and um, she has for the past four years requested breakfast buffet for dinner. So. <laughs> It's something that um, I look forward to planning for her and surprising for her. And, you know. That's so cute. Loves loves breakfast, so. <laughs> and I love the, I mean, I did a whole episode with my sister on the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So I know how, how special that can be. And it's nice to pass down to your kids and hope that we continue to do it. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. I will uh, link your details. Um in the description of this episode so people can get in touch with you if they want to plan a fabulous trip yeah. <laughs> very far in yeah. advance <laughs> <laughs> thank you michelle